Welcome into the Section 109 podcast. I'm your host and producer, Jay Buchanan, and with me, as always, are my two lovely co-hosts, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. First, this is, this is Breezy. This is Caniglio. And we have a fantastic show coming up for you guys. So number one, first thing out of the gate, this is a two-parter. We are, we're blessed and, and happy and thrilled to be able to sit here with our lovely friends from the 423 Soccer Pod. Hello, this is Todd from the 423. Hey, this is Jim. And so we are, we were sit, we're sitting here with them and we are doing a two-parter. So the very first part of this podcast episode can be found on their feed. You need to get on the 423 Soccer Pod feed, get that on your favorite or your least favorite Soccer Pod <laughs> uh, player and, and check that out. That is part one where we cover the NPSL season. And a few of our our fun observations or not so fun observations, depending on how you like it. And then in this part, we have talked about, and we're going to talk some more about all of the things that happened in the Members Cup. And we're going to talk a little bit, some listener questions, and uh, get a little further into part two of the season and trying to recap everything that's happened. And we also have a, a little That's So MPSL for you guys. And towards the end, we'll also transition a little bit uh, talking about 2020 and where we're going to go from here. Absolutely. Let's, let's get to it. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Section 109 podcast. We are back for part two, sitting here with the guys from the 423 Soccer Pod. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Breezy. How you doing? I am great. So let's talk about the Members' Cup. Start from, I guess, the beginning where we left off. We had just talked about Miami and the... Uh, the end of our regular MPSL season. So rolling right into the Cosmos game. How were you guys feeling coming into it? And then obviously, how was the game? I was still calling it the Founders Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just now, I think today, well got the done. Members Cup right. I think actually I said Founders Cup in your episode. I'm you, not sure. You, you definitely did, actually. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It was all right. Uh, it'll always be the Founders Cup to me. So, I mean, like I said in, in, our, in the first part when we were talking about this, I, I really felt like we were, I felt like we finished second and anything below that was really going to be disappointing. Um, you know, I, I, fig I figured that uh, New York would take it and we would be fighting with Detroit uh, for that second spot. So that's that's really where I was at the beginning. Do I, we, do I thought we, the exact same thing. Yeah, by the way. I, I would agree with that. Do we want to do we want to cover the the table as it ended and then go back through the season? Well, spoiler alert. I mean. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, if you if you've been living under a rock and have not been paying attention, uh, our our little frenemies up in Canada actually won yep. the Members Cup. I would argue if you're following soccer to this level in this country, you are living under a rock, <laughs> and this is all you're doing. So, see my co-host. So Detroit, <laughs> uh, Detroit City FC won the Members Cup uh, with eight wins, one loss and one draw 25 points uh most interestingly they scored 17 goals which was third uh in the members cup but only gave up four mm -hmm. uh which tells you pretty much all you need to know there um closely behind them was the new york cosmos uh with seven wins one draw or so, excuse me seven wins one loss and two draws for 23 points one of those draws was, was that? The Torrent. The torrent, yeah. 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 Well done, Torrent. So uh, we finished third. 
uh, with four wins, four losses, and two draws for 14 points. Um, Milwaukee finished third with three wins, five losses, two draws for 11 points, except <laughs> uh, due to some uh, shenanigans, shenanigans by the owner um, in the in the CFC Milwaukee away game. Uh, they were docked a point. Do you, Man, think somebody, do you think somebody just took like the the record you gave, like did the quick math, and was like that doesn't add up, and they're like something's up. I hope so. But also on the MPSL website, there's a a bit very oh, large quotation that says Is Milwaukee ass- Torrent docked a point. View league statement. <laughs> view league statement. Yeah, oh, there, yes. there was a statement. Yeah, there was um, a statement. I knew in, there was. In fifth place, uh, the Michigan Stars. Uh, yeah, finished fifth with eight points, two wins, six losses, and two draws. Matt, I have a question. What's a Michigan star? No idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, no idea. Well, actually, a Michigan star is probably someone who plays for Detroit. So, Oh, that's very nice of you. I know. Consider they, that a one-time thing. But they, but well they, done. That's, that's probably a player that wishes they played for us. Yeah. Like to say. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that too. But they're, uh, prou- uh, they're proud to be American. I was going for proximity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rounding up the uh, rounding up the bottom of the members cup was uh, our friends out at Napa Valley. Uh, shout out to uh, Eric. Uh, shout out to Eric. Eric and, Kousley, and, thank you. Um, and the whole the whole crew at Napa. Uh, they're actually uh, they actually made a wine for our particular game. I think they do that for all games, uh, or at least the label is is with CFC included, and we are actually having a glass of that right now. So number one, shout out to them because this wine is lovely. Um, and thank you guys at the 43 Soccer Pod for sharing this with us as you guys are strangely not drinking while the three of the de- <laughs> the three degenerate non-sanctioned podcast hosts the, are definitely drinking. The only two people who haven't taken a pee break yet. <laughs> That's also true. Um, this is called professional level, boys. Yeah. Wider the size of a basketball. Don't break the seal. But uh, also shout out to Napa for really keeping the members cup all jokes aside in intact uh napa was one of originally one of five west coast teams and uh no they 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 were not even in the among the original five they replaced i think that's right that's right you're right they they joined in to replace one of the teams that left to make five teams out west and then all five of all four of the other teams dropped out which meant that napa regardless of any sort of league travel um, help had the furthest to travel for every single game had the most difficult travel schedule going from the Western time zone to the mostly the Eastern time zone. Mm -hmm. And, and they really could have taken the easy road out. Like a lot of teams did and just said, Oh, this isn't, you know, it's just not working out. I guess we're going to go somewhere else. They stuck it out and they made a statement of intent for uh, their city to say, we're, we're a big, we're a big deal, and we're a, a good thing. And they also made it a statement of intent to say we we keep our promises. At least that's how I look at it. And I'm really really grateful to Eric and and the whole set of uh, owners there and and their fans for really making it making it count. And, and, I, and I'll make a, a probably an unpopular uh, opinion, not opinion, but statement, because the team is not nearly as endearing. The owner's not nearly as endearing. But also to the Michigan Stars, uh, they did not play in the MPSL uh, regular season. And my understanding was when I was talking to the owner was that it was two months, I think, before the MPSL, uh, before the Members' Cup started. And they were like, oh, sure, you can join us. I mean, they, you don't have a chance of making it happen, but good luck to you. 
And uh, so they did make it happen, and not for sheer numbers alone. I mean, I'm glad they were in the competition. So you know, I, I agree. I, I didn't know the full backstory. I do know they joined very, very late, and mm-hmm. that's that's really cool. And I and I think that they're going to be in NISA with us next year. And uh, when I talk to the players, when I talk to to coach, they definitely said that that indoor facility is actually pretty cool. Uh, it's not as good as an outdoor facility would be, but it's it's very cool and it's novel, and they definitely have a cool thing going up there. And I'm I'm glad they were there too. I'll just um, say I'm intrigued. Yeah, I want to I want to make a road trip there before you know they fold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. guys. He's gonna get bored. He's gonna yeah, get bored. Yeah. Well, when Stephen and what, whatever the when other, his kids what, whatever his kids the other don't want to play is yeah, yeah don't want to play anymore. Uh, to yeah. recap, Napa finished with one win, eight losses, and one draw. Who, what yeah. scalp did they collect? And that one win. I believe they beat the Torrent. Did they? They drew with the Michigan Stars on the last game of the yeah, season. I believe one, they beat three the to three. Yeah, they beat and they the, almost they, drew with the Cosmos, by they, the way. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, well, they lost one zero. You know, Eric, Eric talked on the podcast about how difficult it was for them to field a team, to field a consistent team. I mean, those guys, so they, did, they, they, did, they made a lot happen in a very short amount of time. And, and you could see they got better and better as the season yeah, went on to where they yeah. were you know, definitely respectable by the end. Well, they didn't pay any of their players. The other yeah. teams in whether they were technically registered as amateur, which our players were all season registered as amateurs, even though they were getting paid a living stipend and, and getting paid their their having their housing paid. So for all intents and purposes, they were professional soccer players this year. They were not on paper. They not only did not register their players as professional, they didn't pay any of their players either. Wow. Which means they took an amateur team into a, a group of teams that were at least on some level professional, which is another testament to how hard they had to work to try to put a competitive product on the field. Yeah. And yeah. a testament to those players just wanting a chance to just play some soccer for a little while. I mean, when you got to travel all the way across the country, you know, if you're working, especially if you're working a full-time job, you got to come across the country, you're not getting paid. You know, you're going, flying out on a Saturday morning, playing on Saturday night, flying out early Sunday morning, missing your family, being tired at work. I mean, that's a big commitment. It's different than driving two hours away and driving two hours back. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's transition now to the the games themselves so we opened the members cup with a home game against the new york cosmos a week after they played and lost the mpsl final to miami what are where were you guys thoughts uh, this is also the first time we played fall soccer uh, so like what were y'all what were y'all's thoughts about about that game or going into it one it was still hot Really, really hot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fall soccer, huh? Okay, this is not any different than it was two weeks ago when it was 8,000 degrees. So I thought that our season was going to be, we were going to learn a lot in the first two games because it was always going to be difficult, right? We had Cosmos, and then right on the heels of that, we we played Detroit. So, you know, I thought that it was going to be, that was going to tell us everything we needed to know. The first game I was excited about. I really didn't know what to expect, but I did. We talked about it in our podcast. You know, how would the Cosmos respond coming, you know, losing uh, another final, right? Another final. uh, They just played, like, would they see coming to Chattanooga as, you know, like a lesser, would they overlook us? Like, what, how would it play out? And so I, I really liked our odds and our chances in that game. And I thought that we played fairly well in the game and going back to what breezy said in in uh, the first part of the podcast um we we were separated by by set piece by about four inches four inches right their set their set piece goes in and ours bangs off the crossbar now my co-host 
will will disagree with that ever so slightly. Yeah, I I thought that right after. I mean, the you and I talked about it at the post match rant about that about that match, and we said the difference in the game was that they hit their free kick and we missed it. They were virtually from the same place, I think. About yes, the they were within, within two field. within two yards. Yeah. yeah. And I and I've, I've I you know that's how I felt and then I went back and watched it again uh, and I've watched it a couple of times and done and I think we'll what talk, kind of masochist are you <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about this I guess all the way all the way through uh, these matches but I went back and did some just kind of XG stuff some expected goals on the matches and you know I completely forgot that you know they had a huge chance early on in the game where they missed an open just a wide open net. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, it's like a, you know, you're going to score that about 70% of the time. And if you go through the, the entire match, they about doubled us in XG. When you look at our shots on target, which I believe we only had two, four, we had four, we had four shots on target. Our shots on target a total had an XG of 0.4. I mean, we just did not create a whole lot of anything in that match. No, but, that. I, but, but, I, but I felt like that match, though, was played in the middle third most of the yeah. game. It was. It, yeah, it was. Also, stats don't – stats – so when we look at stats, and, and I'm a guy who likes soccer stats, mm-hmm. stats don't tell the story. Stats help tell you if what you what your eyes told you was true yeah. or not, and they help – and so what my eyes told me in that game was that what exactly what Todd just said. The game was played in the midfield, and it was a very even game. They absolutely did have a massive chance that they blew – for sure. And but if you I, take that chance out, the XG shows the game is completely, completely level. level. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and maybe this is just a, how we define games. I define that as an even game. I expected that a team with a, a million plus dollar payroll playing out of the state of New York that, that was in the championship game the week before. And that brand. Was, and that, and that, <laughs> and that's that brand, the most important brand in us. So in American soccer, I'm surprised the brand didn't crush us. I'm surprised that we didn't fall under the weight of the brand. We didn't look at the the shining light coming out of that vortex, that Cosmos mm-hmm. vortex, mm-hmm. and just crumble like every league the Cosmos have ever participated in. Mm-hmm. So I'll just you know I'll, I'll just say you know I'll be the I'll be the boring numbers guy. But when you look at when you look at the chances that they had, look at the chances we had, look at the total numbers. You would est- you would guess that the team New York would win that match about three out of four times. I like stats when they support my argument. So. <laughs> my man, your your stats are a bunch of poopy caca. <laughs> so I I really think I, I really think it's important to take, uh, you I mean using Jim's numbers, the out, outside of that one big chance that's showing two sixty six percent. Yeah. Outside of that one chance, the highest uh, xg for any particular moment was point one eight eighteen percent. Yep. Which means there was no more massive chances so in the game out, for either outside team. Outside of that Correct. one That's moment. True. That is true. And so and which was which was definitely an outlier. And let me add some context. There's nothing. Let me add some context to what I to what I said that might make my position make more sense to, to everyone else. It might make my our opposition on this particular thing make more sense. I expected to it to be closer to a Miami type uh, of game. Yeah. I, I expected to be clearly the worst team. Yeah. In the game, clearly second place, and be fighting for to, to have a chance. And I and I felt like we were we were even. They were a very similar team to us, who came up in one big moment and had one other big chance. And in, in a game, in any game, there can be a big chance. And in any game, there can be a free kick. And against Miami, I felt like we were soundly beaten, as we fully covered in our other our other part one. 
and I felt like this was not the same game. And once we got to the end of that game, I thought, holy crap, like we're genuinely probably the second best team in the NPSL. We're really good. Like we're going to, we've got a shot in the Members' Cup and we mm -hmm. should certainly be second. And, and, and honestly, I felt the same way coming out of the Detroit game. Um, even though the result didn't go the way we wanted it to, I felt like we were still very competitive, unlucky, whatever else. Oh, well, yeah. And so then, let's yeah. tie those two games in together and start talking about Detroit. Yeah, because sure. they 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 very much relate. And I, and I and I think the you know this the analysis that I did would back up exactly what you said that you know we had no business losing the Detroit match. Now I'm not saying and I said we said this after well we didn't say it, you did because I was under the influence of medication <laughs> up in a in a hotel bed. I in a glad, hotel bed, a hospital bed. We're glad you're back. Thank you. I mean a hotel's just a real I mean a hospital's just a really expensive hotel if you look yeah, at it. Very expensive a very expensive hotel. <laughs> But when I finally, you know, when what you said on the post match rant for that show and, and, or for that match, and then when I when I eventually went back and watched it, yeah, I mean, it was we we had no business losing that. I don't know if we played well enough to win it, but we the should, Detroit we, match, yeah, but we yeah. sure as heck shouldn't have lost it. And 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 I think I think that's what I ended up saying after the New York game too. That I I don't know that we deserved to lose it, but we didn't play well enough to win it. Um, I, I changed when I went back and watched it a little bit and I'm a little more like, yeah, I think New York deserved the, deserved the, the result. Um, but I agree with you. I still agree with you that, that we played well in the match and that after you can look at that one off and say, yeah, we probably, sh we probably played like the second best team in the members cup at that time. Um, but things changed. I mean, I think we, Again, I think I coming out of that game, I felt like we were the second best team in the yeah. NPSL, arguably in the entire NPSL, not just the Members Cup, because oh. I felt like I felt like we gave, and, and I'm not I'm not saying this that you should that I'm I was right because I think the rest of the Members Cup proved that maybe I was wrong, but coming out of that game, I felt like hey, we're every bit as good as as New York, like we're not worse than them certainly, yeah. like we're we're definitely just as good as Detroit, like Miami's the only team to actually beat us this year in in real competition. And then, of course, you know things didn't. Yeah, things changed. Uh, didn't prove. D didn't turn out that way. Yeah. So if we can skip past the Detroit game, um, because it was kind of similar to the Cosmos game, a pretty even game where we were definitely the better team, but we couldn't convert our chances. The the XG bears that out as well. We had uh, two expected goals to the one point six three. For Detroit and 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 shout out Jim for doing all of this uh, XG work. <laughs> I know, uh, yeah, I know, I know it's not easy, and there's not a lot of guide out guidebooks out there for also no. for anyone who's wondering what XG is. Does anyone want to explain it? Sure, I, I'll, I'll explain it since I've done all this all this stuff. Um, so it's basically every shot that is taken is there's a probability that it goes in, and so and so if you take a shot from the penalty spot, it's like a there's like an eighty percent chance you're going to score that seventy eight percent, I think. So that would be assigned a 0.78 XG for a penalty, although penalties are kind of taken out in, in some XG analysis. So a really, really good shot, you know, like a shot from inside the box um, taken with the foot would probably be like a 0.4 or 0.5% chance. Um, you mean like you know. a 50% chance of scoring? Yeah, so, it, so if it's a 0.5. It's worth half a goal because yeah. half the time you would score. Yeah, so 0.5 is 50% 50, 50 of the shots taken from that location are scored. And so basically it's a way of looking at statistical probabilities of the chances that were created and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but looking at the chances that were created and saying, Hey, on a nor, if you played out a hundred games or a thousand games or even a million games, 
50% of the time or, or one, however much percent of the time this, how many goals would be scored. So if you extrapolate it out, was the team, did the team score one goal when they should have scored three on a statistical mm. probability? Were they unlucky in that yeah. way? Were they lucky because they scored four and they should have scored one? It's kind of a way of balancing out what you saw with your eyes uh, with what the stats say the probability should have been. Well, yeah, and, and plus, you, you know, if you see, if you see just, well, we had 10 shots and five of them were on target, you don't really know the quality, the of, quality shot. of those shots. Sure. And so this is just a way to show you that, you know, if you had five shots in an XG of two, oh, that was, those were five really, really good chances. Uh, and, or if you had five shots in an XG of one or an XG of 0.5, well, you, you were taking some, you, you had, you got them on, you got them on target, but they were, they were not quite as good chances. So, so yeah. So, Let's move on to the Michigan Stars game. This is the home game that was uh, delayed twice. It was in the rain the whole time. Uh, it was really a preview of what to come for the rest of the fall for us <laughs> in terms of the rain. Uh, this is the game we drew 1-1. Uh, there was a, a misstep of several varieties in the defense, and uh, Michigan Stars get a breakaway, saved by Phil D'Amico, Rebound is put back in. Very similar to that Cosmos chance that they fluffed, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he just skied it over the bar. Yeah, it was, it was a very yeah. similar breakaway where it was an offside trap that got beat by a, a nice... I mean, this was a different sequence, but it was still an offside and, and comical errors. And, and, and yeah, many comical errors. Uh, in that game, we, we end up scoring... Uh, <laughs> the, goal, the goal we end up scoring on is, is just ridiculous. Because uh, it's a defensive clearance that goes straight into yeah. Costa's back, yeah, and goes in the goal. Yeah, because I remember I remember watching that from the press box, and and it wasn't clear from up there or on replay like what had happened. Oh, someone was and dry. So, a little humble yeah. brag. A little humble brag there. I'm still wet, by the way, from that game. So so Hashtag then we we go through and 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 the rest of the game, we get a bunch of chances. We don't do anything with it. Uh, and that game finishes 1-1. So we went into that game, and I was thinking that this game was an absolute must-win. I There was no... It was. No, it, yeah, 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 it was. Because I already thought, okay, we've already dropped points. We've already dropped significant Two points. Two games in a row. Yes, losses. I thought we should have had at least a point from, from both of those games. Game. Yeah. And so I thought after the Michigan Stars game, realistically, we should have been sitting on five points. And in reality, we're sitting on one. Yeah. And I think that changed the trajectory of the rest of the season because you're playing from so far behind and now everybody's questioning, you know, everything basically, yeah. right? Stars We're so deep in a hole. So you take the, based on the XG stats we have, stars uh, put together, uh, I mean, it's it, the numbers are literally 90% of their chances was on that one chance they scored. Uh, and we, we end up with 2.21, which, which makes a lot of sense for us because... Stars packed it in. We were looping crosses. Their keeper was an a athletic, aggressive mm -hmm. uh, keeper that mm -hmm. was coming out to, to collect crosses. And it was raining. It was, was raining. Wet. We couldn't do it. A lot of like, spilled out. A lot of things that we wanted to do. We just couldn't do anything with. I think we hit the post and the bar. Yeah. Yes. We, we definitely did that. I mean, like, the things were not going our way. And after this three, this this uh, set of three games, uh, I remember I was on, I believe I was on, I probably said it in both of, both of our podcasts at some point. Uh, humble brag there right too probably <laughs> where where i said you know if we look at the xg the numbers are going to bear it out that we're just a little unlucky right now michigan stars game we're two goals up basically on xg 
the Detroit game away, were ahead on XG. Uh, obviously, the Cosmos game, I had I had memory hold that that one really good chance they skied. <laughs> but other than that, it's an even game. Yeah. And and maybe we end up losing that game. Uh, we were definitely the second best team in the second half of that game, the Cosmos game. Um, but still, like, I thought I thought we were on the right path, and it was just bad luck. No, I mean, I could I could have easily made the argument that after the first three games, we should have had six points because I thought yeah. we should have won in Detroit, and yep. I thought yeah. we should have beat Michigan Stars. So once again, these are is completely and, different scenarios. And drawn against the Cosmos, that should have given us seven. Yeah, but it but it didn't happen. We had so then we go. We had one point. Then we coming had, out of three games. Then we fly out to Napa the following week. Oh sweet hope! Uh, with one point in three games. We're down two away game, or we're down two home games already. Um, and that, that thrashing we we dish out in Napa it, it does that good. does that do anything for you guys? What was it six to nothing? It was six. Well, to since nothing. once I tuned in in the seventeenth minute, <laughs> thank you, my doo doo. Um, <laughs> what what a shit show my kuju was this year. Um, once we tuned in, I was at, we were at Matt's apartment, and uh, because we we uh, basically I. Didn't we didn't trust my kuju to work, and so we figured if it wasn't going to work, we'd rather be at somebody's house than at a bar, ye- yelling at each other and angrily at the at the sky. Plus, there was a little kitty, and there and there's an adorable little kitty. So I, I did enjoy that thrashing. That f- it was really cathartic. Um, it was really cathartic to beat them. Max was it Max scored in the first minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know he scored. I shouldn't remember if it was the first minute was him or not. It um, was. I mean, thirty five seconds. That in. felt so 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 good, and and to win like that just felt. Like it, it felt like all of our luck and all of our skill was on display too, but all of our luck came back from the first three games in the game that we didn't need the luck. Yeah. So Max yeah. scores two goals in that game. Uh, Cam Woodfin has two assists in that game. Uh, you can give three assists to Juan Hernandez in that game, uh, two primary assists and one hockey second, assist. Well, one secondary, MLS assist. secondary or hockey assist. And maybe um, I'm a pessimist, but after I saw how Detroit had bossed them, in their opener, when I knew we went to Napa Valley, I, I, that kind of put it in perspective, you know. And and yes, it was cathartic, as you say. But at the same time, it didn't really lift my spirits in terms of confidence uh, moving forward. I just thought that this was pretty much an expected result. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, expected- I don't. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer about it, but that's yeah. just how I felt going in. I expected to win three or four nothing. I didn't expect to win. Was it six nothing? Yeah, six. Yeah, I didn't expect to win six nothing, but that I mean that felt good. First, first like long road trip, flying all the way to California. I mean, it felt good. Yeah, I didn't. I had already penciled out our our chances of winning the members' cup down to like ten percent or whatever. But I wanted to make a good showing. I felt like we could go on a winning streak. We could use this as like a a step. And we still had a chance at a springboard. And we still had a chance. And and I figured honestly, I still thought the Cosmos at that point would win it, right? And Obviously, like I, I was wrong on that, and I was wrong on our on our springboard because it it didn't springboard us. No. And and, and before we get to the end here, because I know this is going to be negative because of how the results went, I don't think these results were all based on playing poorly. I think we also had a ton of bad luck on you know teams getting lucky against us or us just not finishing, which colors all of this. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go straight into the Milwaukee Torrent game oh. away. 
Which I was there for as well. Right. And which you helped provide the video. Oh, yeah. My, my wife streamed that yeah. game. Ella, shout out Ella for... Uh, bless Ella. Yeah. And bless I, my Verizon yeah, plan. Yeah, and I will say that this is... I don't have the first half. This is one of the best feeds of the year. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't have the first... I didn't, oh, I've got it if you like it. Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't able... I did not go back and look at the... I, mean, I watched it. I watched the Facebook feed that night. But I didn't go back and, and do it uh, it's, for the XG. It's, if you really want to, I mean, if you want to torture yourself, it's it's on Ella's phone. She saved the video. Okay. So uh, what we can say about the Milwaukee game away is that it was one of our, I mean, like let's take Napa. Let's kind of throw Napa to the side a little bit because it, it was the Napa game. Milwaukee was one of the most complete games we played all year. Uh, we were We were very, very good for 80 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, we only scored one goal. Uh, but we definitely had the lion's share of the chances. We have a lot of like, your. And we fluffed every chance. But your, one. your your XG stats only have the second half, mm-hmm. but we still won the second half on XG. And in the first half, we were significantly better we were, in the second yeah, half. Yeah, significantly better. And and to get a to get a draw off of a off of an overhead an overhead kick off of a set piece where yeah. we just switch off, we don't clear a ball. Okay, but as, as extremely, the, extremely frustrating. But let me be the etern- the eternal optimist turned pessimist. You have to get that ball out of there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no questions asked. That that is not. I mean, it is unlucky that a guy scored an overhead kick, but it's also one hundred percent controllable and our fault. And also, like, let's just finish one other chance during the game, just one. And this we had bit, we, this we gave a couple a couple of goals this year, and it kind of goes back to you guys talking about Lima being pragmatic. The ball just needs to be blasted out. Like quit dilly dallying, just jack it out of there and be done with it. And well, and, and that was another that one ball. There should have there should have been a stronger clearance. There also should have been a header on that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just didn't get it done. So that was, I mean, that was uh, one of the most frustrating games that I participated in uh, this year. I mean, that I was, I mean, I was there, and obviously part of it was I went all the way there and whatever else. But that was a game that we did thoroughly deserve to win and we let it slip through and that was really well, frustrating and, it, and in the end we were actually kind of lucky to draw I yeah mean, that, their last 10 minutes was it was bad was a nightmare yeah it was I real mean, bad it was i what, felt like if there had been five more minutes oh then yeah i mean you know you know gonna be another you know, goal the cliche, it wasn't gonna be by us. goals change games and, da- and davy might have got another red card <laughs> and another point dot but they were all over us in the last 10 minutes they were and actually similar to how we were all over them in the first half and we just couldn't yeah. finish yeah so uh, we go. We come back home. We play Napa Valley at home. We we dominate Napa Valley. We score three goals. Um, I but think overall complimentary to uh, Napa Valley. They played a much better game. They were they, so the Napa was a lot more organized. We yeah. still scored early, yeah. uh, which helped a lot. Yeah. We got two goals in the in the first twenty three minutes, but they didn't give up. Six. Genki got his first goal. Yes, he did. Shout out. And then and then Napa well, kind of dad's birthday too. Was that the game of his dad's birthday? Yeah, it was either his dad's birthday or close to his dad's birthday. That's when he, yeah. the reason he pointed at the sky is his dad passed away. And so he was, you know, okay. the goal was definitely dedicated to his dad. Um, and I can't remember if it was on his birthday or like a few days from his birthday. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, it was really, really thing. special that he scored his first goal. And I, this is what he said, I think, in Jake Haley's interview afterwards. Okay. Shout out Jay for doing fantastic work Great after the game. Yep. But yeah, he, uh, he said that it was for his dad and he was really excited, I think, to uh, have been able to do it either close to his, I mean, either on his dad's birthday or close to his dad's birthday. The the middle third of the game, Napa kind of locks down. Uh, they don't they don't they don't really create a much. They had a few shots, but nothing nothing of consequence. Um, they don't really let us do anything though. They were much more organized, and it takes a it takes a late Caleb Cole goal just picking up a, a kind of an errant 
an errant header uh, to dribble a little bit and then shoot from distance to score. Uh, we actually, uh, we, I mean, we, we thoroughly, we thoroughly dominated Napa. The mm-hmm. XG bears that out as well. Uh, so we've got a little bit of momentum here. You want a really, really quick hot take before you move on? Go for it. That was our worst game in the Founders Cup that we played. Mm, that's okay. Yeah, pretty factual. Actually. We we played our we played down to our competition. They just were below us. Sorry. Can I yeah. can I put an asterisk on that game? Sure. No rain. <laughs> uh, the one game. That the next the, the next week we go to Michigan Stars away, uh, in the little tin can. We get and the result that should have happened in the first game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. should have been a blistering in the first game. I mean, it was kind of the same game as the first game. We were the better team, but we didn't have the weather to contend with, and we actually finished our chances. Was that a 4-0 game? 4-1. No. 4-1. 4-1. Yeah, and and actually, they had the first goal, too, right? Stars hit the second goal, no, so second tied goal, the game. They okay. came up and tied it. But we actually we just finished our chances, and we were we were by far the better team in that game, just like the first game, but we just finished our chances at a reasonable rate. I mean, what does the XG say, Matt? The XG says that we were at 3.39 and the stars were at 1.03. Yeah, so that was basically right. 4-1, 3.39. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, their, again, their goal, set piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where this is where things get interesting. We play the New York Cosmos away. It's the third to last Members Cup game. Uh, and and we'll take a break to talk about the Founders Cup or the um, the the Stumptown, the Stumptown games in the middle. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll we'll try to do that as quickly as possible. Uh, we get we go to Cosmos away, and we score the first goal. Uh, good. I mean, a, a great a great uh, transition play. It's a it's a long ball from Phil D'Amico. That's uh, not. It's cleaned up on the second ball by by Cam Woodfin, and he just picks up his head. And finds Costa. Pipe lets the ball go mm-hmm. uh, in the center of the field. And what a cutback and from Costa Joel. Costa cuts what a, back. And, and, and what a curler. Oh. Just a great finish. I mean, honestly, putting Mark Bartra on skates in the um, Real Batiste <laughs> game was awesome. And it was definitely his, mo- his most um, surprising goal of the season was Real Batiste. But this was his best goal of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Level of confidence that uh, we see Joao Costa in a CFC uniform next year. Do we know if he's re-signed? Let's come back to that. So put a pin in there. So I, I'll just say I, I, I just don't want to talk about any any roster stuff yeah, until, okay. until we'll, we can talk about it like in more detail at I'm the just end. Asking so I confidence he returns. I'm I'm less confident because he's international, not a domestic, and and I, yeah. all the international spots are up in the air. And let's just le- kind of leave it at that because I, I just it's hard. It's a a long that's, complicated that, that, discussion. That's a, that's a much more complicated thing in the mem- in the middle of a members cup moving conversation. On. How dare you, Todd? Um, I gotta go in a minute. What do you want me to do? Cosmos, Cosmos scored a couple of goals uh, off of off of counter attacks. Yeah, counter a, 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 a not great giveaway by Webby in the in the middle third. An Their awful first, giveaway in the middle third by Costa. Their first goal was offside. It was, and by quite a bit with standing right in front of the AR. I'm just saying. By the way, I I, I gave I told the AR that. <laughs> uh, and, I, I and by the way, everybody that listened yeah. to the stream heard that. You and were by the, way, the most prominent voice. I feel there. like I'm secondarily to like you know these webcasts of the games. Like really, it's almost just documenting Breezy's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I do that because that secondarily to the game. That's what I know most about what's going on is what he's yelling about. That's fine. Oh, that Breezy's there. Okay. So listen, all I'm saying is that he owes himself an apology. And everyone else, but especially himself, he let himself down. 
Yes, he did. He All did. of us too, but he really let himself down because he's better than that. Cosmos get their You're third goal uh, in the in the 79th minute. Uh, like like we said in the previous episode uh, on the four two three soccer pod, that's the first goal from the the run of play, excluding Real Betis and Municipal uh, against us all season. That was not a counter. That was not a counter or, or, set or off of a but set piece on a break. It was still kind of counter ish. Not. We got caught in. You're right that they they broke quickly, but we got yeah. caught in possession right. in a place that even if we lose the ball there, we and Matt have and I, right, Matt yes. and I have had this argument before. It's a bad turnover from Joao. Yeah. He should not lose the ball that's, there. That's goal number two. Oh, you're talking about the Webby goal. Goal number three. Uh, goal number one is Webby. Webby's giveaway in the, in the front. Okay. Third. Yes. Goal number two is Costas giveaway in the middle third. Goal number three. Oh, oh, I know. I'm sorry. Of, you're right. You're right. Comes off of a uh, a little st- an easy give and go from the left back to the midfielder. Uh, the left back underlaps. Ball slid across. Bardic gets it. And then and then and then the uh, I think Galvo slides the ball to Bardic, and he just t- turns and, and shoots. And yeah, he, he makes a really really nice fake. Yeah, sorry to say. Goes near uh, post. Yeah, sorry to say. Don't don't undersell. Like it was it was a nice piece I mean, of play was, on his part. Don't, yeah. Don't don't undersell a NASL best eleven player from. Three years ago, I think. I mean, he's been at the Cosmos a long time. It was a good finish. Not two years ago, but I think three years ago in the NASL. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, he, I don't know about he's, he's, he's a very, very good player is my point. Whether he, I could be misremembering, but he's an incredibly good player. But yeah, and, 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 and there's a reason why it was the first the first goal from, from open play against us um, like that during the year. It's just, you know, it was, it was obviously it was a good play. Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of—that's the one goal that you, you honestly you can't be upset about. Like they just played very very well and scored a good goal. I I actually disagree with that because the, watching the, the, the watching the replay, uh, I forget who the player was, but it clearly does not track the run. Granted, they were coming through like five different players, but someone of that on that right hand side of our defense, which goal, has which to goal? track the Cosmos third, the third goal. goal. Has third. to track that Cosmos. Is that yeah? Is that run. the player? Because a goalie's in that involved in that, right? Does a goalie's play? the left back. Yep. Yeah, no. Does he play that? Uh, he might be the one that plays it like from Galvo. Yeah. Um, so he probably ends up getting the hockey assist on oh, it. I think he yes, Galvo I think he had does. or uh, a goalie had the had the assist for the second goal, and I think for the first goal as well. Well, if I, yeah, if I remember the the first two goals correctly, the first one, I mean, yes, it was offside. offside. Secondarily, we were playing. If I remember correctly, we were playing really high, and they had just gotten an offside call yes. within the previous two minutes. No, the, no, the previous play. Minute, like yeah, the, the, the writing was play. on the wall about where we were. We were way too high. Well, so we, we I think it's important to note that we, like, we're a possession team. We play possession pl- possession soccer. And when you play possession soccer, you don't want your lines to be too far spread out. So we don't want to park because at that time when the when the giveaway was made, we were the 20-yard line roughly. You I mean, and granted the the pass is a little bit backwards and towards the middle, which is part of the problem. But you don't want your you, you don't want your backline sitting on the opposition thirty when the ball's on the twenty. So you have to be condensed a little bit, and and that's just, that's just the so, way we play because so, that's how we well, always. Play. That, that, was, that was the first goal. The second goal, uh, basically, Schmarzak gets smoked by a thirty-eight-year-old man. Yeah, he got. Smoked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't, got, I don't. There's, there's no got, denying that he got dusted. Yeah, I was like, what, I mean, well, cap- I say, captain of his national team. <laughs> there, there was this one point I was like. Man, he's got old man speed. Look at that. <laughs> I didn't know that was even a thing. Hey, Burners. Yeah. So the XG stats on that game, 2.56 for the Cosmos, 0.67 for CFC. 
uh, about right for how it finished. I yeah, fair. It's, I argue that. yeah, that was the yeah. I mean, that was one of the the first games. Actually, the first game in the Members Cup that we got like soundly beaten. Yeah, when yes. we got like that that game, I I went away and you know several of the players and, and the coach said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, we tried or whatever." Like, and I, and I told him like, "Listen, like first of all, like don't, you know, I always say like don't, just don't worry about it. Like we love you, but also like there's nothing to apologize for away to the New York Cosmos." Who are the biggest brand in American soccer? The like you came, you came down brand. three goals just because of the brand difference. I, I mean, it's it, it's like exactly, exactly. But there was, I mean, you're gonna get beat every now and then. And honestly, sometimes, and this is gonna sound really weird, but sometimes it feels good to lose a game you deserve to lose, as opposed to losing a game that you you, well, you don't make excuses about it. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got beat. beat. Yeah. Uh, then we go in the in the penultimate game of the Members Cup. Uh, we played Detroit on the first weekend of October at home. And I was this on is vacation, and I'll be honest, I'm glad I was yeah, on vacation. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah, this, this one hurt. This is, this is the game that I think I think sets the tone for the entire, the entire like the rest of the season, yeah. for the offseason, yeah. and, and it kind of tells us what, like, if we're going to be successful at the next level, this game tells us what we need to figure out. And and this is there's a larger conversation here. This is where the whole slide starts. The where we actually start getting outplayed. The X. I'm I'm gonna tell you the XG for this game first. This is if you guys don't remember, uh, Detroit has a corner kick that is uh, a player a CFC player is a little bit out of position, uh, bites on bites on the on the kick, does not cover the back post man. Back post man heads it across, and Jalen Chrysler just dunks, just dunks on someone. The man's tall. He's like six four, uh, and, and, and a good and, player. And he went to Gonzaga, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, like the, the basketball thing might have rubbed and, off. And to his credit, and to his credit, to see him walk around, he doesn't look like much in terms of athleticism. In terms, but of, he's an he's an athlete. Three syllables, athlete. Yeah, surprise. It's he, what I'm saying. And to it, his and, credit, and, and, and the crazy part is he's not even the most athletic defender in that back line. But I'm, that I'm, goes to that goes to their left center back. Um, uh, Tendai, I believe. Tendai, his name yes. Is. I bet I, I'm. I'm going to say I'm going to just push back a little bit on the, the our guy at the back post. There's a reason why our guy at the back post doesn't get to that header, and it's because uh, he's being used as a ladder. So, um, maybe I mean, a little foul. It, well, I mean, it, it, I think it would be a ticky tack foul. We would have been let off the hook if it were called. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why our guy didn't get anywhere close to that header, and it was because the Detroit guy on the back had. Uh, had his arms on his shoulders. So, yeah. So, the rest of that game, uh, well, so that goal, that goal comes pretty late. Yeah. Uh, and, on, and honestly, they had the, my recollection is they very much had the bigger chances in the game. We had one big chance. Yeah. They had two really big chances. And Phil, and Phil bailed us out on both those big chances. Nice saves. The, the, the only thing I will say with this is we did have one other big chance that does not show up in XG because it actually didn't turn – it was not a shot, and that was the hard cross that – I can't remember if it was Zeka or somebody was making a run right in the middle and slid and just could not get a toe on it. If It would have just taken just the slightest of touches and it would have been a goal. But um, So there was another chance that we had. It was pretty late. I can't, I can't remember exactly when it was. But I did – I left that game – and I think, well, Matt, you and I did the, you and I did the the post match show for that, um, because you were off, 
vacationing. Todd, Todd was off vacationing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really didn't feel like we, you know, I did not feel like we deserved anything out of the match. I just thought we, we did were, not. I just thought we were out, just outplayed, and and it was uh, it was it was really frustrating. Um, and it was, it's one of those games that that I think if if and I'm going to give Detroit some props here because th- there's a there's a professionalism and organization about that team where they got some results that they probably did not um, earn through talent and talents in question marks inverted commas because you know they're organized and that takes some talent, but. They just don't. They they didn't give anything away. This whole members cup. Well, it's like you said, seventeen goals for uh, four yeah, games. They, Detroit they, knew what they were good at. Yeah, they knew what they weren't good at, uh, and and they knew and then they knew how to do the matchups. So one of Detroit's features is against lesser teams. They would invite like they would they would just like play up a little bit how how they would against a, a better team like us or, or, or Cosmos or, or someone who has more possession. To invite a little bit of pressure, their counterattack was lethal. They'd get up a goal, and then they would at some point get the ball turned back over to them, and they would just keep it for ten minutes, or, or at least that's what it felt like. Get another goal, just hold on to it, keep it. That was their strategy. They won. They won a bunch of one zero games, but also yeah. they got. And I'm not saying that they the whole founders or the whole members cup was lucky, right? Like they definitely did it did enough to win it, mm-hmm. but they still got every bounce that they needed i mean i mean to win a title you need you need to get make, those bounces they, 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 i mean i would argue they they make that luck i mean they 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 were by far the more most organized team they that exposed I saw play. the weakness of like for cfc i feel like they exposed our weaknesses well it was but they, it was they, glaring they got out yes. of but here's the thing they what, what i'm saying is they got out of they got a win against us at home when they were outplayed but i mean excuse me away when, when we outplayed them okay so they got a lucky and in sports, you get lucky bounces. Mm-hmm. So they took they took their opportunities. It's another way of saying. Let me say it a little bit in a way that's less um, derogatory. They they took their opportunities well, and we didn't take our opportunities well, and that's maybe the difference in the season. But they were not. I mean, it's it's fair to say they were not the most talented team. They were probably the most organized team. Yeah. But they didn't. It's not like they ran away with this members cup. They were organized, they were smart, they were pragmatic, and they got lucky too. That's a part that's yeah. a big part of it because remember how unlucky we got in other games? Like there is a, an element of luck involved and they were as a part of the as a part of the, the the stew, as a part of the equation, they also got lucky. And to be fair, they took their chances and got their luck and made their own luck and they got it done. And while we just had zero luck and didn't take advantage of anything that we you know created except for the Napa game. And they, but they do what professional teams have got to do, and that is see. So like they they went down to ten men at home against New York, and they saw out a draw. I mean they they fought out. Well, they get it was, scrappy. It was actually, it was actually the scrappy. other way around. New York went down to ten. New York lost a player. Yep. On the. Uh, and then they saw. Then they saw off the draw the rest of it because a, they were. Acuna. Oh, that's right. Because here's the oh, thing: Acuna. they that's were right, they were outplayed. That's right, they were outplayed oh, yeah, they greatly were. in that game. Yeah, they were. Steinwasher stood on his head. I, it. I did <laughs> but, too, unfortunately. To, to, this, to this point, and to bring it back to CFC, I'm not sure if CFC had the right. And this kind of goes back to to uh, what the coach said. I'm not sure that CFC had the the kind of mentality to grind out and just get a yeah. nasty. No, result. no, we didn't. Right. We didn't. Yeah, and, I mean and, that's, and that's that, and that's what Detroit can do. Better than any team that in this in this competition. They definitely did, yeah. Put a yeah. pen in that comment about uh, the roster as well. 
because that might be when, when we get to the end of the season roster stuff, who comes back, who we think doesn't come back. That might be something to consider. And, and, and more broadly, in case that we're a little pushed for time and we don't get to all of it tonight and we have to come back for a third part of this, of this joint podcast, uh, potentially there's a, there, I mean, there's a huge, there's a, it's the mental thing, right? There's a huge difference between the mentality of an amateur and the mentality of a professional. Sure. And I think, uh, I, I think it's fair to say that we saw a little bit of that bear out definitely in the members cup against, against better teams in, in terms of Detroit and CFC or Detroit and the cosmos. But we also saw it play out against lesser teams yeah, in, in the classic MPSL. And just not getting it done. I yeah. mean, what did we what did we struggle with all year? Against bunkered teams who were playing for their life. For for any team in the MPSL Southeast, this was their Super Bowl. They played 4-4, you know, Greenville and Asheville. I'm using it as a random example. Like I said, they get stuck in and they get in your face. They could play 4-4 between them, but between us it'll be 0-0 because they're doing nothing but but getting in our face, getting stuck in, busting us in the midfield because their entire game plan focuses on us. And we didn't have, for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to give a slight to our players, but we, we lacked something that mm-hmm. to finish those games out except for that seven-game stretch where we had Lima, where we had Mason, and we managed to get that seven game stretch done. We didn't get well, around those in, teams in, otherwise. In, a, in, a game, in any game where it's just like nothing's happening for you and it's kind of just a crap game, you need a, a little bit of a special player to just make something happen. And that's, like, yep. that's having a, a wall. And it's basically those kind of in the Founders Cup, we had neither of those players healthy, that's, by the way. If you watch a lot of lower division soccer at the professional level, uh, the, there are two things that create goals. One, just bad, just bad giveaway from the back. Mistakes. Like just stupid turnovers, things mm-hmm. like that leads to goals. The second thing is just a guy doing, like just doing something, just and, doing and something, creating something. Junior Burgos. Yeah. I mean, he could. In any of the set, yeah, like, yeah. so the like, Cosmos have a plethora of great set piece takers and they, and they figure out the ways to do things. Obviously the counterattacks that Detroit was so good at. If you watch, if you watch, you know, USL games, it's tur- it's bad turnovers leading to goals, and it's just really good individual play here and there. That's all it is. Uh, and and again, and actually, that's that's the entirety of MLS. Yeah, really good I offensive mean, players and, and wretched defending. Yeah, I mean they've based mean, an entire league. So on. so it, it's worth it's worth considering <laughs> if there's not a ton of beautiful soccer being played. You know, and, and and when we were playing against against teams that didn't bother to to play beautiful soccer and was still effective against us, it might be worth considering, especially given international roster restrictions, which we can come back to again. We're probably, I'd say probably going to have to change our style, change our identity and figure out a way to be successful at the next level. Or at least develop a decent plan B because I did did, did notice a lack of plan B. Here's the thing. We're going into a league with, Teams that can outspend us in the MPSL Southeast, there is no team that can out talent us. Yes, the Silverbacks at their peak when they had the either the first team or the second team had similar talent to us, but we've we haven't ever had a consistent other team. I should say ever since 2014 or so, we haven't been matched with a team that has consistently more talent than us in our division. We are going to be consistently matched with teams that have more talent than us oh, yeah. going forward, and and so I expect that both the style of play and the roster construction will change not just based on international rules but based on the fact that we can't pay our players as much as 
a team in Miami that's a billionaire owner or a team in New York that's a billionaire owner. And so it's just going to change a little bit uh, based on the necessity to play differently. Speaking, a- speaking of NISA, we played two games against Stumptown after, between the Detroit game and the, and the regular season finale against Milwaukee. NISA, uh, where we're going, I think you can just look at, at Stumptown, at the Charlotte team. That's basically what we're going to get across the board. And, and I'm they're, like, they're reasonably well organized, emphasis on attacking, but not necessarily overly skilled at, at possession attacking. Although sometimes could keep possession, they did a good job of it. Pretty American very, in a lot of ways. Very, yeah. very like, yeah, very, very American. The Georgia that. Revolution, but much more talented. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll that's, say that actually, I, that, I looked, I looked up and down comparison. their roster, and as far as experience, I would say that their roster wasn't that dissimilar from ours. They had some veteran players that had some experience at varying levels. They had some guys that were maybe some MLSers that didn't cut it and USL and. You know, so I didn't think that the roster makeup was that different from ours. So, and and I think you're right. I think that's probably uh, outside of like, um, you know, your Miami. I think that's generally what you're gonna see. And so, so concerning, we go to we go to Charlotte. We have a two goal lead. We should have had way more than two. It's very concerning. We uh, give up a penalty. We don't clear a ball, uh, and and one power, you know, collection score. And and we draw we draw that game two two, we play them at home, and and we still can't get it done. Uh, it's in the rain. It's gross. It's disgusting. Absolute downpour. Uh, and and it's just a, a nil nil game with with not a ton going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're definitely competitive even with the group we have. Yeah yeah we big roster uh, changes. I was but obviously obviously there's some there's some glaring issues still with the, you know we we probably need more from a center forward position. Uh, I think I think the the issue at right back was was pretty pretty apparent all season. Although uh, Joe Wayne Laidley, uh, who who's a domestic player, counts as a domestic, really came into his own late in the season, uh, and, and and could be could be an option there going forward. I don't really know what's going to happen in the off season. Obviously, we come to Milwaukee tour at the end of the season, and I thought we just played a really good game. I think. Handled them the way we should have handled them Every, in the first yeah, game. The entire the entire time. The extra- so at least there was some redemption there. And with the Michigan Stars game, it's like the first two games were crappers, and then the second the yeah. second time around, we everything made it right. everything we needed to get done in that game, we actually finally got done. And and I will say, Phil D'Amico comes up with a massive, huge double massive save. double save yep. that uh, the XG says is about half of the Milwaukee Torrents. Total XG for the entire game. Wow! Phil pulls it off in in one move. Yep. And um, so here's I so now we we've had we've had all ten games now in the Members Cup. I have two stats for you. In the Members Cup, ten games, our XG is listed at twenty one and three quarters. We scored nineteen goals. So not we actually underperformed the XG a little bit, which is not terribly surprising. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's still pretty close. I would argue that those uh, that was probably made up in about two games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd uh, take. Yeah, he, he, he's just wait. You're you're getting ahead. Also, the, shut up. I'll, I'll, I'll point out that <laughs> shut our, up. Let me make my if, point. If man. you include the Milwaukee game, our XG would have been higher. But keep going. 
Yeah, so the first the first half, first half it, of the it, it probably it probably actually comes. Uh, I I'd say closer to we'll say twenty three. Yeah, or so. Uh, and obviously, we don't have the first half of Milwaukee uh, for the, for the Milwaukee and themselves, but it, it wouldn't have gone much higher than than twelve. The members cup opponents eleven point four three. We'll say closer to twelve. The actual opponents' goals on the season is ten. Uh, so that's. I mean, that's just a couple goals off of the XG in the same direction. So it seems like it bared out over the course of those 10 games. Here's the part where uh, I have, I have serious concerns based on what happened in the members cup and where we have to look at going forward. We played four games, two home, two away with the with Detroit and with the cosmos teams that finished above us in the members cup uh, a team that we thought was going to win the Members Cup that didn't. A team that we thought we were going to be neck and neck with because we always seem to be. Uh, but we, 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 we actually think we should be better than them. Um, and, and in this and, competition, and, we weren't. And, and, and this competition, we weren't. And, and they end up winning. But teams that were... Uh, I, I'm leaving out the stars in this scenario, but even though they're going to NISA with us. Uh, but like the teams that we're going to have to be competitive against and getting results against if we want to do anything in NISA. In those four games, our XG was 4.26 expected goals total. Our actual goals, two. Our opponent's expected goals, 7.11, and we gave up seven. Based on those four games, small sample size, but and still, you're including the Nisa games in this. No, this is just this is just Detroit and Cosmos. Okay, just in those games, it's clear two goals scored, seven given up. The XG includes it. Maybe we got a little bit unlucky on on a couple goals. That we like, we're missing something. We're missing something. Uh, that's still you know that that's a little bit more than than one goal game. It's closer to two goals a game. Uh, so we're definitely missing something defensively. We're really missing something offensively against those teams. I mean, they were able to just to sit back, just take the pressure. In the case of the Cosmos, they were able to spring against us and counter. Uh, there's a set piece goal in there. And there, there's actually another set piece goal off of the corner kick that Detroit was able to just to put past us. There's going to be clear need uh, to reform the squad. Uh, and, and we're going to have to, we have 18 foreign players we're we're told we don't really know yet. The NISA Board of Governors meeting isn't for another couple of weeks. We're told, uh, and and it's in line with the NASL uh, and, and, USL. and and USL. We're told seven. Now that might seven be foreign even, foreign roster seven, spots. Seven seven P one visas. Seven foreign roster spots. Seven seven non green card or American citizenship holders. Yeah. Now we don't know if. If the league is going to be given a number of, um, we don't know if the league's going to be given a, a certain number that's like seven or eight, a portion among all their teams, and they might be tradable or or whatever. We don't know. We don't like the details. We do not know. We're pretty sure it's seven. We're pretty sure. How much tam are we going to get? <laughs> None. <laughs> we don't, we're, we're not. We're not allowed to access the garbage bucks. So so that so like do the math. If we have five domestic players, 
Uh, and and I think due to, due to time constraints, we need to come back for a third episode. Uh, I think that we we should do a part three. And and if listeners would, I, I'll put this poll out for the listeners. If you would, if you would enjoy attending a live taping of a joint episode uh, of the Section wow. One Hundred Nine podcast wild. and the Four Two Three Soccer Pod, likely in December. In December, maybe you have some players, a coach, live questions from the audience, New a live broadcast. Director. Uh, maybe we talk with the new executive director who we don't know yet. Um, if that is something that would interest you, you know, hit us up. Let us know. Um, I think we would all be interested in doing something like that. Um, and if if there's the demand out there, I think that that would be a great part three so we could cover a lot more about the future and the things that we didn't get to in these uh, two, like, really fun but uh, inconclusive episodes. <laughs> so let's – I, I want to make – one point I know I need to make have you make one point uh, before you get out of here for a second uh, and then we can answer some listener questions although one of them's a listener question for you um, but broadly just do the math we have five domestic players we have 18 foreign players we're gonna be allowed seven foreign players back that's bad math so if we keep all five domestics Take and if we keep seven foreign players from our current roster, we're still turning over 13 guys. We're still tur- turning over 13 guys or whatever it is. At a, at a bare, at, at a bare minimum. minimum. That is saying that we don't give a single new foreign player slot to another player. And and They're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, I don't know this for sure. I'm talking out of my ass here. But you can't imagine that would happen. That it's we just would, not going to fucking happen. Yeah. I can't believe I just said the F word on, on live television. Hey, hey, if, it's not me this time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's live wild. Live television. Whatever. I'm, I'm thinking ahead. I'm calling your mother. <laughs> Potty mouth. But seriously, so like she's in bed already. It's I don't. I don't think it's nine thirty nine. I just don't think it's going to happen, right? I think. I think we've established, though. In we, short, we've established that there's there's a lot of things that need to happen. We need to. We're going to need a little bit uh, of. This squad is going to be unrecognizable come next spring, and we need to hold on to our seats and remember that the club is bigger than any player. That's a lot of change that people have asked for, but yet when it comes time. You know, to have it happen, people are giving a lot well, of we've ar- and we've already seen a little bit on on Twitter. So, yes, so we, we've so. seen several players uh, kind of kind of tell the fans that they're not coming back, say yeah. their goodbyes. Um, they said their goodbyes. A bunch of players, honestly, we don't we don't actually know. So I, I say seven in terms of foreign players. We're not. We gonna, think seven. We don't know yet. We're not going to officially know until the Nisa Board of Governors meeting in a few which weeks. Which is in the twenty which twenty first, twenty second, twenty twenty twentieth through twenty second of November. Gotcha. So like. It's worth noting there are a lot of a lot of our, our players that don't know what their situation is for next year yeah. that aren't going to know for a little while. And it really sucks for them. Uh, and yeah. like, I, I don't see that like, you know, it just sucks for you. Like it actually sucks. Mm-hmm. We're talking about moving, moving out of Chattanooga, maybe back home, the, maybe somewhere else, States, potentially out like, of the United States because. And, and so yeah. I, I feel for those guys and I, I want to. Uh, I want to I want to make it crystal clear that like you know you've played for us, like you play for us once like you're always ours. Once a blue, always a blue, always a blue. And uh, and I know these next few weeks are going to be tough for a lot of folks. Um, and and obviously I I think we know that some players have been have been told that they're they're not going to be offered a contract for next year. Uh, several foreign players already know that. They've, yeah, they've definitely uh, said on Twitter, you know, it's been fun. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, and I now I, and now I'm backpacking in Ecuador. I don't think I, I think I think we should end. I think we should end this episode, and we can maybe maybe take some listener questions, uh, kind of afterwards. But we should really 
in the thematic part of this episode uh, with with kind of the elephant in terms of the roster in the room. Uh, it's been it's been made clear on on Twitter uh, by the player himself, uh, and oh, I know we've gotten several questions about it. Um, the the club is not offering Caleb Cole a contract moving into Nisa. And, and obviously that's a tough situation because he's a local kid. He's been playing for us for, for five years now or five, really five, four summers and, and then a fifth summer and the extra part of the season. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's not been received. Um, it's not been received that well um, from the fan side. I know that, you know, Caleb's taken it hard mm-hmm. as, uh, as anyone would. Yeah. And, and so I guess, my my question to to the group is well my first statement of the group is if anyone thought that uh that we were going to roll through this off season with the majority of the same roster coming into 2020 you're crazy yeah and i think this this demonstrates uh i think this that that just demonstrates that um but but secondly tough Tough calls have to be made, and and I'm not and I'm not advocating one way or the other in this case. Um, I mean sometimes sometimes the coaching staff has to like they get paid to make the calls, and they've made a call that's really tough for for the player. It's really tough for us. And by the way, it was probably really tough for the for the coaching staff. Oh yeah. Um. And you know if if they're if they're if they recognize that we're, you know, we're going to look, look at changing our, our playing style or we're going to have to be, do things a little differently in NISA just based on, on budget and pragmatics and, and, and whatever, you know, they might be looking at a guy that probably makes sense playing in a different style somewhere else. And it might be ultimately good for the player. Uh, and and all, I, they, they just got to make the call for the club. Like that's what they get paid to do. Uh, and I'd be curious about, uh, y'all's reactions on on the Caleb news. Well, I mean, I I think we we talked about it on our podcast, and you know, I said I think I said something like you know the the relationship between the fans and the players over the past ten years has, has really been kind of familial. I mean, it's really been a, a family uh, relationship, and I I don't necessarily think that I, I still think there will be some of that. Um, going forward, I, I would hope so. I think it's part of the DNA of the club, but the relationship's going to have to be. It's going to be different, and and it's um, you know we didn't know at that time that we would be talking about Caleb, um, but I think Todd and I both knew that some players that I think people have long associated with the club would there be a chance that they would not come back and. You know, I, I think I said on Twitter, I, you know, I, you know, after after the Caleb thing came out, that you know, this is this is these are growing pains, and I don't really know how else to put it. And it's it's going to be something that, uh, and frankly, when you when you really think about it and you look at other Division three and even other, cha- you know, like championship teams in USL, there is a ton of turnover in lower league division soccer. It, there just is. It doesn't. We're not unusual in that. Um, we're not going to be unusual that in that from Members Cup to Nisa. I had a you know brief conversation offline with 
um, somebody from Detroit and, you know, they're going through something, something similar. I don't think they have, their numbers aren't quite as much as ours, um, but they're going through it too. So, I mean, I, I, this was just to be expected. And I think, you know, I didn't think about it until, um, you know, really we started talking about it, Todd, and, and kind of the numbers started to, you know, to really kind of come out that that seven number is just, I mean, it's a, it's a low number and it's, um, you know, it's going to be rough, but uh, you know, I, I, again, I think they're growing pains and, um, hopefully, uh, we'll come out of it on the right side. Yeah. I just think this is one of the necessary evils of going to pro, right? It's a double-edged sword. And I think in these times, it's important to remember that as, as bad as this sounds, it's true. In a lot of these cases, it's going to be a business decision and it's, and it goes back to the viability of the club, what's best for the club long-term and secondarily, they probably look at what's best for the player, and it's probably in that order too. Uh, and it does suck because these players put down roots here. They coach people's kids. And so I would encourage people to look at it from a perspective of this is a club decision. It's not a personal decision. It is in no way reflective of what that person has done for the club, uh, how the fans feel about them, how that person endeared themselves to the club. And – yeah, it hurts when a guy like Caleb, and this is just this is probably tip of the iceberg, just like Matt was saying. Mm-hmm. And it there's going to be some more. There'll be more, a lot more of this to come than there is. Like, there's you know far fewer players that are safe from this. In in uh, previous seasons, we've never had this. They've played a summer, and then like sometimes they came back, sometimes they didn't. We yeah. didn't. We never know why. We never yeah. know anything about it. Most of us, welcome, folks, welcome to professional soccer. But and side note, just as we're and, and I'll say my piece here in a second. But look at how many teams in the world have a single player that embodies a club for three years, five years, ten years, five or ten years. It's very, very rare, and that's one of the reasons it hurts so much. Because Caleb is one of those guys. He's been here since 2015. He sat in the chair that I'm sitting in right now, and. You know, he's a great guy, and I think we all love him, and it hurts, but this is part of the reality of professional soccer. Now, you, you guys are making me think of Henri leaving Arsenal, and it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just tough. I had to get that in for Todd. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait to screw over a serious moment. Wait, wait, who? Oh, hey. You know hey. why? Because I can't remember 15 years ago when he actually played oh, for Arsenal. snap. Hey, so, so, so for my point, I think uh, uh, business decisions are business decisions. Like we said, nothing's personal, right? And with great strides, you, you have to have great sacrifice. So if you look at it, and I know this is hard, but if you look at it in a positive light, like for the, for the club to move in the direction that every one of us want it to move in, yep, this has to happen. Yeah. And it's, you can look at it in a negative way. Yeah, he's gone. Poster boy, ball boy, incredible human, funny dude. One of the probably the best podcasts we've had was with yeah. Shout out, Caleb. shout out, Caleb. We miss you, man. And I miss you in this seat, not like miss you like you're gone. So if <laughs> if if I can in, in, encourage somebody, it would be to to take that negativity and turn it into positivity. And I know that's hard at the end of the day, but like really, this these kind of decisions have to be made, and we all want the club to move in a direction, and for it to move in that direction. We have to start making decisions like this. So I want to, I want to, if it's okay, wrap up this portion before Todd and I jet out uh, for, with a couple things. Number one, Caleb, if you're listening, you're always one of us. 
You're always one of us in a special oh, way. And we know you don't pull your pants down when you pee. <laughs> is that documented? One of my favorite stories ever. Shout, if you have you if you don't know that story and you're a listener, yeah, go you back go and listen to, to the Cam and uh, Caleb episode. And I, and I think what Breezy is about to say too about about uh, Caleb applies to any player that this happens to going absolutely. forward. Yeah, absolutely. This is not exclu- Although I mean, special place for Caleb. This is not exclusive. This is CFC fam. Exactly. So, what exactly what Todd said? First of all, Caleb, to you, you're one of us forever. You you came up here, you went you went away, and then you came home, which made it even more special. You were a ball boy, you made it to CFC, and guess what? You were a professional soccer player this year. Whether you believe you signed your first professional contract or not, for us, you were a professional soccer player this year. Thank you for your service to this club. To anyone else this season who who this is your only or your last season at CFC, thank you. You're always one of us outside of the business club decisions we don't make, we as fans, we love you. We cherish your time here. Thank you for your service to this club. I'm holding a glass of wine um, from Napa Valley, and I, and I want to raise it in salute to specifically to Caleb Cole. Uh, there's, there's a bottle and another glass. This is, a, this is an excellent cheers, specifically to Caleb Cole, but also to all players that may have played their last minute for CFC. Thank you for your service to CFC. We love you. You're always one of us. We'll see you in 109. We'll see you wherever it is in the future. Cheers to you. Salute. Breezy, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that. Cheers. I, uh, it's beautiful. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, I meant it. And shout out to all, all those guys and, and honestly, all, all CFC players uh, past and uh, in, in long past uh, 2009 as well. Um, we, have, we have recorded for quite a long time here in, uh, in part two, and we've still got tons of listener questions we've got tons of stuff to talk about for for 2020 a lot of stuff on the roster uh turns besides, out turns out three hours goal. turns out three hours isn't enough to do a joint podcast in <laughs> yeah I figured so, that would happen when you got us together so i know i know we talked about do, taking some questions and doing some things but actually let's go ahead and and wrap up part two uh let's shut it down for the night let's get home to our families uh whatever we need to do mother and trilogy and let's do a third episode oh, at a later shoot. date hey we're gonna end it but guess what there's a third and 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 hopefully a fourth with a live show uh in december be yes. sure to let us know about that uh if you're interested uh, so i guess i'll just shut things down here i am matt coniglio uh, you can find me on twitter at whiskey is fine uh please send your hate mail to anyone else uh, don't send it to me, but I'm Jay Buchanan, and you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Buchanan, and on Instagram at letter J, and my Twitter troll, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and this is Todd, you can, uh, aka Great Footballer on Twitter, I'm usually not anywhere else. And you, this is Jim, you can block me, uh, mute me, or just yell at me at Chattagooner on Twitter. And this is Breezy. You can find me at at Andrew Breezy. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you soon.